Ahoy hoy! What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Escalator to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we are continuing our march through the entirety of the series with season two, episode number 10. Bart gets hit by a car. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> I mean, aww. <laughs> I mean, There's a Uh lot going on in this episode. There is a lot going on in this episode, and I think about three quarters of the uh, of the drama actually gets pressed into the the last like two and a half minutes. (laughs) It's true. Uh, This is so. This is an episode like that I don't really like remember. It has a very memorable part because of the because of Simpsons meme culture, Mm -hmm. Um, but I. I don't think I could have told you the plot to okay. this. So. Well, why don't we tell the people the plot with the synopsis? I know, but you got to do the specs first. Remember? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, season two, episode 10, Bart gets hit by a car is production code <coughs> seven. Excuse me. Oh, Sorry. are you okay? All right. I went outside. I got some pollen in my throat. <laughs> uh, production code 7F10. No more zero nine, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, written by John Schwartzwelder, directed by Mark Kirkland. Originally aired January 10th, 1991. We're now a full calendar year into... We sure are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, because Simpsons Roasting was December 17th, 1989. Uh-huh. So season one and se- part of season two. Wow, are, how did you remember that off the top of your head? <laughs> because I know someone whose birthday is December 17th. Oh, And it okay. just reminded me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I will read the synopsis that's coming from the uh, Simpsons Wiki, which is at simpsons.fandom.com. You can check out the link that is in the description. The synopsis is, after Bart... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. This Mountain Dew just did me wrong. <laughs> Sorry. It was the pollen in your throat, right? I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, anyway, so here's the synopsis. Um, after Bart is run over by a car, his family tries to create a lawsuit against Mr. Burns. Both Burns and the Simpsons elaborate on the true story, which leads to yet another strain on Marge and Homer's marriage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, coming in hot, I mm-hmm. did not know this. But I'm going to read you a little tidbit that is also on the wiki. Okay. This episode's plot Uh was based on Billy Wilder's 1966 film, The Fortune Cookie, in which Walter Matthau plays a dishonest lawyer who convinces Jack Lemmon's character to fake an injury for a large cash settlement. I had no idea that those two (laughs) were in every movie from 1951 through 1996. I, I I had no they are in, they are in every movie together. What in the hell? <laughs> so here here's here's a tidbit. And for our listeners, if you don't know, Grumpy Old Men, starring Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau, is one of my all time favorite. That movie movies. was made between nineteen fifty one and nineteen ninety six. It was made in nineteen ninety three. So it is implied. <laughs> That Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon were in it together. Favorite films. I did not. I have. I'm sure I knew this movie existed, but I have never watched it. So uh, I think we have some homework to do. Uh, yeah. Later. yeah. <laughs> that sounds like lots of fun. Yeah. What's so, the name of this movie again? The Fortune Cookie. The okay. Oh man. <laughs> Yo, like so Caitlin loves Caitlin loves this comic duo between the two. She loves grumpy old men and grumpier old mm-hmm. men and out, out to, to see sea. uh what else? Fortune cookie. <laughs> I mean those are the big three. Those are the big three. Is that Gr- like <laughs> grumpy old men and grumpier old men are like Are you referring to these movies in the same way that people refer to as the big four in the Shakespearean tragedies? <laughs> uh uh uh-uh. uh. Hamlet, Scottish play, Lear. What's the fourth one? Oh, Romeo. Right? Romeo and Juliet. I think so. I don't know. Anyway. Well, I love them. <laughs> and uh-huh, I'm glad uh-huh. that The Simpsons took a plot from their movie. Okay. Well, uh, let's get started on the plot then. Um, <laughs> uh, well, let's not get started with the plot. Let's talk about the credits first. I didn't notice anything eh, different. No. Um, the. Uh, the chalkboard gag was, I will not sell school property. Okay. 
And then uh, the couch gag was uh, all the Simpsons piling onto the couch, but then everybody flopping off of it except for except for Homer, Homer, who is sitting in and the middle. And then he just stretches out. Mm-hmm. Um. So just a note too, we on Disney Plus we have the uh, aspect ratio thing turned off. Yeah. So we uh, can watch in the original format, uh, the four three format. For some reason, this episode did not reformat itself. Yeah, we had to watch it on like the full screen. On, yeah, widescreen. Uh, it was very. It, it was weird. It, it was. It was strange, especially since we've been watching all of these up to this point in the original. Uh, in the original, so yeah. uh, I don't think that we missed anything by it. I but don't either, but I did notice in several scenes that like perspective and um, proportion seemed off. Uh huh. But I don't know if it's because of that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It did. I, I, I noticed it the whole way through, though. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was strange to watch it that way after having yeah. watched all the rest of them. Yeah, in their short little, or their little square format. Yeah. 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 Well, so that's just a note about our experience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. So uh, after the opening credits, we cut to a scene with Bart, who is skateboarding around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of close calls. He skateboards over a man in a manhole. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he actually skates through some skateboards through some wet cement. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, there's like that lady with her dog and that other lady. He like the dog like runs around them. <laughs> uh huh. The lady gets tangled up in the leash because Bart, <laughs> Bart is skateboarding by her. Hey, did you have you ever put your have you ever put your name into cement? Yeah. At my parents' house. Oh, thank you for your one word answer to the question. Yeah, at my, uh-huh. at my parents' house. Um, uh-huh. I don't think that bit of cement is there any longer. It was the uh, like from the parking where you park. Uh-huh. To their back door. You mean the driveway? Yeah. Like, well, uh-huh. where you park on their driveway, uh-huh. there's like that little path to the back door. I yeah. think that's gone now. Um, but I put it in there. And then at my grandma's house, mm-hmm. my grandpa put our names <clears throat> into cement uh-huh. when they had their driveway poured. I wrote into cement in the driveway when my uh, in 1988, I think it was. Uh, when uh, they built onto the back of my parents' house mm-hmm. and they uh, redid the, the side driveway, the, run, the one that runs between the two houses mm-hmm. there. Uh, and so I'll show it to you the next time that we're okay. at my parents' house. But you can see where, uh, you can see where, and I remember how we did it too. We, uh, Father took a little stick mm-hmm. and instead of dragging it through the cement, he would like po- poke he it through almost it. like impressionist style. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I have a distinct memory of writing writing uh my name or something into the cement i don't remember what i yeah. wrote now yeah i don't know if any of mine are still where they were i also when i was a little kid my mom made a stepping stone uh-huh. with my feet prints oh yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah i think that's still at their house that is still there yeah. i saw it when i was there last time yeah so that was my foot and i remember when we were making it <clears throat> she had the cement all you know, poured in the mold or whatever uh-huh. she was using. And she's like, okay, give me your foot. And I just stepped straight down into it. She's like, oh, no, no. Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah. So, Incorrect. Uh, yeah, that was bad. But yeah, that's, those are uh, my cement stories. Oh, good. Well, what an exciting time. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is enthralled, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bart is out skating around. He has a number of close calls. But then as he comes across the street, he actually gets hit. It's yep. right off the bat in this episode. Yeah, we're uh, so we're we, we're going straight in. Yeah, we hit the a plot. Uh, Bart, Bart right gets away. hit by a car immediately. <laughs> yes, and uh, as it turns out, it is Mr. Burns' car. Yeah. And so uh, what we see is Bart get thumped, and mm-hmm. out out of the car comes Mr. Smithers, who turns and says, "Oh, I think he's hurt." Mm-hmm. And Mr. Burns, in a very characteristic Mr. Burns way, is entirely unempathetic or right. unsympathetic, and says. Just give him a nickel and let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's a Dickensian reference to A Tale of Two Cities in which a carriage oh. of a character hits and kills a little kid and oh. they throw a coin at the father and then leave. Oh. He's like a, yeah. It's like an aristocrat or something. Oh, like, I did not know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the wiki told me that. I wouldn't have known that otherwise. <laughs> How many Charles Dickens books have you read? One. Is Two-ish. Is it Great Expectations? Yes. And what? what's the ish? Christmas Story. Oh. Or Christmas, not Christmas Story. Christmas Story. <laughs> Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you've actually read that? 
Um, I think I was supposed to at one point. The, uh-huh. That's the reason I said ish because I don't think I did. I don't think that I've ever read that. I think the only I think the only Dickens novel that I have read is the same as Great Expectations. Great Expectations. And I, do you just remember it being the densest, most boring book you've ever read in your life? I do. I re- and, and I actually think, you know, like most most books when I was in school, if I was assigned to read them, I didn't really read them. I same. just kind of I would just kind of read like parts of the beginnings and the ends of the chapters uh, enough to get the storyline. Yeah. But like uh, and, and that, by the way, always served me very well. <laughs> like I never, I, I, was I never had any issues Spark with tests or anything. Aficionado. Oh yeah, we were. I was all about the Spark Notes back in the day yeah. as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think that I, I don't think I've read anything other than other than that. And obviously, I think everybody is exposed so much to a Christmas Carol yeah. that it, you don't need you don't need to have read the books to even, that, to even catch like yeah. to even catch like the the phrasings because like muppet christmas carol apparently does a very good job of i'm, I'm serious it does like a very good job of like telling the story accurately even to the point of is aren't the opening lines of the of the book uh jacob marley was dead as a doornail or, i don't or, or know something along those lines couldn't tell you Oh, well, I believe that. Okay. <laughs> I think it is. Well, all I'm thinking of is a Muppets Christmas Carol is Michael Caine playing the role of, oh, yeah. as, <laughs> of Ebenezer Scrooge that's right. we as watched, we, seriously that's as right. possible. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's very funny. Okay, Michael Caine. So um, we uh, this is a Muppet Christmas Carol, so you don't have to be so serious about it's this. It's whimsical. It's fun. No can do. There's puppets. <laughs> Cannot do that. I am going to play this as serious as a car accident. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of car accidents. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is at this moment that we see, we, we cut back from Smithers talking to Mr. Burns about how they need to call an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And Bart, his ghost, sits up from his limp, his his lifeless body. Yeah, he's having an outer body experience. He goes, hey, cool, I'm dead. Yeah. So this is like, um, if you follow like Simpsons pages, uh, this is a very popular tattoo. Uh, uh, which would be his ghost sitting up and looking back and saying, "Hey, cool, I'm dead." Oh, really? Uh huh. Oh, yeah. I've seen this tattoo on a lot of different oh, people. Okay. Which is funny to me because uh, this, I think, really is one of the most iconic moments from this episode, mm-hmm. which overall does not have a ton of them. Right. Some, 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 some big appearances here yeah, coming up a, pretty soon. A lot of big debuts. Um, but uh, as far as like. Big, like overarching, funny, like, hey, and memorable moments. Not, not a lot. Not, not too not much. Not a lot. But anyways, Bart is dead, and he starts to float up. He hits that big escalator to somewhere. Uh, escalator to heaven. That's right. <laughs> uh, and uh, over, uh, over the loudspeaker. That's that was Phil Hartman, wasn't it? Yeah. The, the okay. Yeah. Um, the uh, the escal- uh, as he's going to the escalator says, "Please hold on to the handrail and do not spit over the side." And then in Spanish, mm-hmm. <laughs> the same. Yeah, and uh, so he's seeing all all of his relatives. Well, not all of his relatives, but he sees Great Grandpa Simpson, uh-huh. Aunt Hortense, uh-huh. Snowball, Snowball, who with has the, the tire track. <laughs> yes, Snowball Aww. has the tire tracks over. Poor Snowball, <laughs> and then like it's very important that you do not spit over the side. Uh, yes. And... You know, I kind of feel like this is sort of like a uh, a Macbeth and the witches moment. Like, the big question in, in Macbeth is, do the witches prophesy what happens, or does what happens occur because the witches tell him that it's going to happen? And this is what happens, I think, here with the spitting. Uh-huh. Was Bart going to spit over the side before no, he was told? But he was told not, not to. to do it. Yes. Uh, were you pronouncing it that way because you didn't want to say... The M word out loud. What way? Mac- Mac- Macbeth. Macbeth. That's uh, that's how it's pronounced. Macbeth. M A C. Macbeth. B E T H. Macbeth. Macbeth. Not the Scottish play. I mean, I normally would say the Scottish play, but for okay. cla- for okay. clarity for our audience, I okay. said I said the words, and now I cannot do anything today. I have to sit <laughs> in a dark room <laughs> and throw salt over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> okay well sorry had to ask that question hey it's true i typically don't say that word well you know that no but you don't and I, you freak out when i do so anyways uh yeah they tell bart not to spit over the side and yep. what happens you've given a, you've given him the idea you give him a mouse a cookie yep uh, that and, is not uh, that is not a proper application of that phrase well <laughs> but no but, uh, you 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 certainly are tempting fate 
Uh, very much, very much like in the story uh, that I told in one of our recent episodes or bonus episodes about pouring salt in the eye. Oh, Just yeah. don't, don't put someone in that situation, no. uh, and you won't have to no. worry about it. So little Bart, who is on the escalator, spits over side. Yep, and it goes and all it, the way down to mm-hmm. Earth into the ocean, yep. and the escalator. <laughs> turns into a slide that's right the the steps turn flat and he slides down all the way down of course into the pits of hell dun, dun, dun. Yeah. i was not sure uh because uh, you know i'm really not all that familiar with this episode i was not sure if we were going to get devil flanders or not well we did we, kind we, of. We got a voice. Yeah, yeah. We, we we got we got a Flanders esque voice. Yeah. Uh huh. But the uh, the head is definitely not. It's not Flanders. No, but uh, so Bart goes on down into hell. Yep. <laughs> and yep. yep. Uh, he uh, somebody says, "Howdy, stranger. I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you?" Yes. That's uh, not the first time we've heard that phrase no, from him. I, so, still, that, that I I I, want, I really wonder about this phrase because. I, I I suppose I was aware of him using this pseudo catchphrase. Mm-hmm. I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? Mm-hmm. But I don't remember it ever being like a popular phrase, especially in the sense of like, don't have a cow man. Right. You know. Uh, There's no merch with who the hell are you on it. Not that, that I've I seen. Know of. Yeah, yeah. Not not that I have seen. Yeah. But they sure they they seem to be pushing this. <laughs> the writers seem to be pushing this phrase. I mean, what? This is the second time we've heard it. Oh, I think it's more than that. But oh, okay. anyways, e- either way, it, uh, uh, I, I, I guess really like it's supposed to be a layered joke in that it's his catchphrase, but he is also literally saying it to the Prince of Hell. Yeah. So <laughs> um, when Bart descends into Hell, he like you see this scene of just like chaos. Uh huh. Did you recognize that at all? I thought it looked very much. Uh, in a, um, a divine comedy sort of look. Okay. But. Well, I wrote down, um, this is the Garden of Earthly Delights, which is a painting by Hieronymus Bosch. Oh, okay. Uh, I, uh, 16th century, I think. It's in okay. Spain. Okay. If you've never looked at it, it is absolutely wild. It <laughs> it has like, the, it's, it's one of those paintings where there's like lots of stuff going on. Uh-huh. And... Um, there, there's just some wild activity going on. And I just remember my art history professor in college who was an interesting man. He was hilarious, uh-huh. unintentionally so. He he spent a lot of time on this painting. He's like, yeah, look at that. What's going on over there? I have no idea. And then, like, it was very funny. Wow. So it's, it's a good, it's a, uh, it's an interesting painting. If you've never, if you've never uh, seen it or you're not familiar with it, look it up. I am looking at it right now, and there, this is this is a very this is a weird mix of like classical and sur, like surreal uh, artistry. Oh, I definitely see the the half man on the right over here uh, mm-hmm. with his little hat, but his like backside is wide open. Yeah, it's it's chaos. It's chaos, and like there's like weird animals and all sorts of stuff. Th- so- is this person being crucified on a harp over here? <laughs> Probably and th- that is sticking out of a lute. The <laughs> yeah. The, um, oh shit! Look to the top right of the, so uh, to the right of that you have this sort of like um, hurdy gurdy looking thing, uh, and then to the upright of that is a man who looks like he's holding onto like a whale fin. Wait, what? Can I see the picture you're looking at? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then and then up here it looks like there's a man on a little boat, a little yeah. like jet boat. Yeah, it's a <laughs> but it's he's naked. A, it's a triptych, so it's three parts. I think it was an altar piece. I don't know the deep, really. I don't know the deep dark like history of it, but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun <laughs> it's I a fun su- painting to look at. I am sure, man. We're gonna have to put a picture of this up on the Instagram. Okay. Sure. Look at look at this. Uh, uh, it's boy. There's a lot going on in this. Yeah. This this, it's, this is hard to explain, and this cannot be very entertaining to listen to me try and explain this. Okay, so over here on the far left, it looks like I'm guessing this is Adam and Eve in the garden with. It, it looks like a Jesus character in between them. 
uh, they've got a bunch of animals crawling out of a pit. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's it's wild, right? It's wild. It, so this really Bart- looks like something that you could half expect to be a scene opening in like a Star Wars movie, like these these they're, they're buildings of some sort. Yeah, uh, it it it's a. Um, it's crazy and oh my god! Look at the, in the top center, off to the left of the center ball thing. There's an egg <laughs> with a bunch of people walking into the egg. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Um, I oh, it was painted between seventeen. I'm sorry, seventeen between fourteen eighty and fifteen oh five. Oh, it's at the Prado in Spain. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, you're just going to have to take a look at this, yeah. uh, listener. Um, maybe I'll throw this uh, link in so that you can get a good close-up picture uh, into the description so you can take a look at the, uh, this thing close-up because I could sit here and describe this to you all day long and you would be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> it's it's um, it's a lot. So... Um, Bart comes into uh, comes into hell, and yes, it is the Garden of Earthly <laughs> Delights. Um, but uh, Bart is talking to the devil, and he says, "Look, uh, I'm I'm innocent of all these charges that you're putting up against me, uh, saying that I've earned eternal damnation." Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And so the devil walks over to his 1990s computer mm-hmm. and goes to pull up his file, but he discovers there's a mistake. Yeah, he's like, you're not a, you're not due to arrive here until the next time the Yankees win the pennant, I, I, which <laughs> I got news for you. He says is, is um that's nearly a century from now. I got news for you. It yeah. was 1996. That's right. It was not all that far. Yeah. So it was five <laughs> years after this. But, uh, you know, I guess the Yankees sucked in the late 80s. I, have no I idea. don't know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a safer bet. Or early been the, 90s. I feel like a safer bet at that point would have been the Cubs. <laughs> right? But, I know. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, wait, the Yankees were really good in the 90s, like the late 90s and yeah. the early 2000s. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, yeah, because uh, the Braves won in 95 and then 96, like you said, uh, was well, the. They, yeah, the Yankees won the pennant. But it, well, I, oh, the pennant. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. So they, uh, I was thinking World Series. Yeah, but but like after this, they won like four World Series yeah. out of like six or something. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I guess Simpsons did not predict that very well. Boom! Mm, sorry to hear it. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, uh, Bart's not supposed to be here, and Bart sees an opening in the ceiling of hell, which mm-hmm. is the faces of his family members. And as he drifts away. Uh, Bart says to the devil, hey, is there anything I can do to keep from coming back here? He says, oh, yeah, but you wouldn't like it. And then Bart's just like, oh, okay, well, see you later then. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then when he leaves, the devil says, remember, lie, cheat, steal, and listen to heavy metal music. That's right. Yeah. So then he floats up, and he's, like, floating past all these different um, scenes. Uh And, like dinosaur skeletons and then he floats up mm-hmm. and it's clear that he's in the hospital we see uh flanders and i think it's todd uh-huh. they're like in a doctor's office and then we yeah. see jacques sitting getting oh yeah. Exam. yeah 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 he's floating up through the various floors in the hospital yeah. right and past then, old and Jacques, then, and who then no we... doubt is getting tested for vd <laughs> <laughs> for the class <laughs> that's right yeah yeah, uh, so when the, the, uh, you said a moment ago, the devil, as he flows away, says, remember, lie, cheat, steal, and listen to heavy metal music. Yeah. Did I ever tell you about writing a letter to my little brother's principal at his extremely strict um, uh, Christian school that he no. went to for like a year? He went to a, my little brother went to a school that was like a hard shell, deep south, southern Baptist school. Uh-huh. And one of the rules, so first of all, there were a bunch of bullshit rules at this place. Like, uh, uh, this this kind of place is the place that produces ex-evangelicals. And um, anyway, like, one of the rules, of course, was that girls all had to wear skirts. Mm-hmm. They could not wear pants. And if they came on their own time to the basketball games, they still had to wear skirts. They could not even wear pants at their own, at their own, uh, on their own time. That's stupid. That is stupid. And another rule was that they could not, the students were not allowed to listen to rock music, <laughs> even at home. And... Uh, Fuck you. I, uh, I got a, or Nathan got a pamphlet 
uh, from the school, and I read the pamphlet, and it was about the evilness, and I'm putting air quotes around this, the evilness of the quote-unquote rock beat, which is just... It, which is just counting off beat. <laughs> and, and so what they meant by that in description was something that went, uh, sounded like this. So, you know, like on the beat is one, two, three, mm-hmm. four. So this, according to their literature, was the rock beat. <laughs> right? And I wrote, I wrote a letter, a long letter, uh, to the principal refuting this uh, this stupid pamphlet and pointing out that uh, it has very little to do with the beat of the music and more to do with the topics that are discussed right. in the music. And I pointed out that Stra- I pointed out the song Strawberry Wine and said uh, and, and said this song is about a girl losing her virginity. <laughs> Uh, but according to the literature you sent out, it's A-OK for kids for these kids right. to listen to. And Nathan took that to the principal, and I asked him a couple of days later, I was like, did you hear anything back from him about that? And he, tur- he said to me, he goes, oh, he just said he was going to look at it and then put it down. <laughs> so uh, that school was absolutely ape shit. Does it? still exists. I have no idea. And frankly, if it if it doesn't, then we're all better for it. Damn. Uh the, That's the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Yo, like there was an awful lot of that. <laughs> like I remember being told the band Kiss stood for Night in Satan's Service. Oh. Uh, I I mean I I mean that's all like well, at the time, it was like all urban legend or whatever. Yeah. Now it's like internet lore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, this was this was probably around the same time that like Procter and Gamble was supposedly donating to the Satanist Church God. and all that kind of bull. Like it was, uh, it was absolutely nuts. And like the that school was so shitty that uh, my little brother didn't even finish the year. I don't think really. He just we just got him out of there. Um, it, they were they that was a backwards backwards place and that's that's the kind of that's the kind of atmosphere that produces people who have real problems mm-hmm. uh so like i i i it's fun for me to make fun of my high school in my high school experience overall i didn't have anything at Not all as, close yeah. to the bullshit that they dealt with there jeez so uh, at any rate, fuck them. <laughs> fuck those people. And um, <laughs> I hope that all of those kids do not follow that way of living yeah. anymore. <laughs> do what you want. So, okay. So that's my rant. Everybody enjoying this episode? How you doing out there? <laughs> Everybody feeling good? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Bart's in the hospital. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we he, see him in uh-huh. the bed. Yep, he after wakes up. He floats up out of hell. Mm-hmm. He's got a big old goose egg on his head. He does have a big goose egg. Yeah. Um. And the family's gathered around, and mm-hmm. uh, Bart wakes up. This was kind of a confusing sequence to me because it plays absolutely like zero part in like how this episode plays out because he starts talking about, she's like, Oh, she says, Oh, we thought you'd gone away from us. Marge says that. Yeah. And then he responds, Oh, I did. I was far away. I was in the pits of hell and you were there and you were there. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I guess Bart's going to, you know, promise to live better and do better or what? (sighs) Nope. (laughs) It's a, it's a wizard of Oz thing. You were there and you were there and you were there. Oh Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen the Wizard of Oz all the way through. <laughs> yeah, it's a Wizard of Oz thing. I think that they're pulling through, but oh. it it didn't it didn't land like that for me because oh, okay. I read that on the wiki. Uh, oh. yeah. So he's telling them what happened, uh-huh. and we see this is where we're introduced to Lyle, uh, not Lyle Lamley. Fuck, Lionel Hutz. <laughs> Wrong person. Are you okay over there? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, same voice actor, though. So uh-huh. uh, the the joke of the you were there, you were there, you were there. And then he goes, I've never seen you before. Uh-huh. And that's where we're introduced to Lionel Hutz. And um, yep. we learned that he literally chased Bart's ambulance to the hospital. Yep. So uh, this is, I mean, this is a big deal here. Uh, walking into uh, the world of Lionel Hutz and yeah. the skeezy ambulance chase lawyer. You know uh, who he reminds me of? Saul. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
uh, Caitlin and I started watching Breaking Bad, uh, but it's it a got very, too stressful. It's a very stressful. We were show. too stressed. <laughs> it is an, not unlike Euphoria in its stress-inducing capabilities. Right. Uh, I, we have never watched Better Call Saul. No, but uh, here anyway, Lionel Hutz reminds me of Saul. <laughs> in, in that context. Uh, Caitlin's father really likes Better Call Saul. <sighs> My dad has watched and rewatched Breaking Bad, which makes me concerned. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't that's, know if that's a rewatchable show, Dad. That's but weird. Yeah, that's... I know. That's that. I mean, I'm having a hard time getting through this. Although, I guess once you're through it, like, you know what's going to happen anyway. Yeah, so. and we all have our comfort shows. <laughs> Breaking Bad is not a comfort show. Don't get me wrong. Do we have a comfort show? Yes, we do. Yes. We're talking about it, aren't we? Yes. (laughs) Um, So at any rate, uh, Mr. Hutt's hands... Homer his business card mm-hmm. and points out that uh, if you put it in water, it turns into a sponge. Yep, turns into a sponge. Did you notice his phone number? Uh, it was the Klondike 5 something. Klondike wasn't it? 5 Law, L A W W. That's good. <laughs> Which we just watched Mr. Plow last night. So Klondike 5. I was like, oh, yes, okay. Uh huh. Checks. Good. Um, so at any rate, um, the, uh, the uh, sorry, but Mr. Uh, or Lionel Hutz hands him the. Um, uh, the business card and uh the doctor has or mr H- or dr hibbert has already told the simpsons mm-hmm. that he's just got a bump on his head and he broke his toe yeah nothing crazy mm-hmm. but uh lionel hutz is really uh <laughs> determined to make something out of this he says doctors are idiots there's no telling what kind of permanent injuries uh he might have Yep. Uh, Saying to Homer, yeah. you might have to wait on him hand and foot. Yeah. And well, and, and during this scene too, Homer makes it known to Lionel that uh, the guy that did this to Bart is Homer's boss. Uh-huh. So you have that extra level of complication there. Right. Yep. So um, at any rate, um, uh, Lionel Hutz is trying to convince them that they should su- they should cash in on what's going on uh, here right now. Lisa jumps in mm-hmm. and asks, hey, are you a shyster? <laughs> <laughs> How does a nice little girl like you know a big word like that? That's right. I, I don't know if that's a big word, Lionel, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for a, for a second grader, that's pretty uh, good. Yeah, I guess so. But uh, any anyway, so uh, Marge and Lisa are very clearly set against this notion. Homer is entertained by the notion, but Doctor Hibbert comes in and uh, points out still that you know he's got a bump on his head and he's broken his mm-hmm. toe, and uh, Marge. Bumps in and says, "Hey, is it an, uh, is he well enough for me to mother him unbearably?" And he says, "Well, you better give him give time him a little to, time bit time to rest." Yeah, yeah. But y'all, if you can hear that, our dog is snoring so <laughs> loud. I'm sorry, I keep getting distracted by the noise of this dog. He is very tired. So, um, at any rate, uh, Mr. Hutz leaves and chases another ambulance, and we then cut to Homer at work. He is talking with uh, Lenny and Carl and another guy. Some other guy. I, yeah. I wrote down, I said, where's Charlie? Because I feel like in season one, that would have been Charlie. Yeah. But uh, he's not there. And uh, Homer says something to the effect of, well, if I wasn't so spineless, I'd march in there to his office right now. And then M- Smithers shows up and says, hey, Mr. Burns wants you in his office right now. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Uh, Homer goes and sits across the desk from Mr. Burns, and Mr. Burns is there with his team of lawyers. Yes. To include? Headed headed by blue-haired lawyer. That's right, to include the blue-haired lawyer. uh, According to the wiki, this is his debut as well. Mm -hmm. I thought it was not his debut, but maybe he was in another episode, and I said, oh, there's the lawyer. He's on the puzz. And it was not a episode we've covered yet. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that I didn't think this this was his debut either, but... Shows what I know. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so he says, you know, I'm going to have to pay you uh, for running over Bart. And so he slides him the check and it's $100. Did you, that machine he used. Yeah. I had never seen anything like that before. It was like a check maker. It reminded me of the old credit card slider things, you know, that like with the carbon paper, I guess it's something similar. Yeah, I, 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 I think doesn't that like just emboss it or the the the, the, the machine? credit card thing? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean the machine that he had for the check. Oh, I. I and that's because he put in the amount and then he like 
Yeah, and, and he pulled the lever. Uh, this is something, though, to point out here that we see here twice in this scene. I think for the first time, a good example of how weak and frail Mr. Yes. Burns is. That is true. It, it is very much reiterated in this episode that he is very, very old. Yeah. And very, very weak. Yeah. Uh, so this is... Um, uh, this is a continuation of what was put forward when Mr. Burns starts thrashing the Simpsons household at, at, at the end of uh, uh, Two Cars in Every Garage and Three Eyes on Every Fish, uh, where he can't turn over the... <laughs> he's having difficulty turning over the... Oh, what, what, what'd you find? I found one of those machines on Etsy. Oh. It's a Paymaster X550 vintage check writer machine. Oh, there you go. So I, I didn't know that was a thing, but it makes sense. <clears throat> Oh, uh, what was I talking about? I don't remember. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns gives him the $100 the check. Mr. Two- Burns is very weak. That's what we yes, were talking yes, about. Yes, yes. And Homer uh, says $100. I'm sorry, but his medical bills alone are, you know, he's implying, of course, that this is not going to cover that. And Mr. Burns immediately turns. We had a lot of front-facing Burns in this scene, yeah, by the do. way. Yeah, we do. It's very odd. Uh, but uh, he says, oh, so you're, so you're trying to extort me is what mm-hmm. you're trying to do. All right, then you won't get anything. I've got this team there, of lawyers. There's a lot of tearing up of checks and crumpling of paper in this episode. Yeah, too. <laughs> because Mr. Burns then says, I'll crush you like a paper cup. And of course, he tries he, to squeeze he the can't paper cup. Do it. And has, yes, uh, has a terrible time trying to squeeze this paper cup. So he throws Mr. Excuse me, he th- Mr. Burns throws out Homer mm-hmm. and... He then uh, takes a look at his uh, at the business card. Yep. Reminded that Lionel Hutz uh, gave him the card. It so has since turned into a sponge. It has, yes. <laughs> so he is going, uh, he goes back and speaks with Mr. Hutz. Yes. And uh, in in doing so, uh, he's out. Uh, t- what is he doing here? Help me out. Wait. He, what Lionel Hutz? Yes, he's he, no, he's he's gone in to see Mr. Hutz here. Yeah, and he's looking at all the degrees on his on his wall. That yeah, are, uh, yeah, things like MIT, Oxford, and the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, they're talking to, or he's in the office and uh-huh. he's talking to a secretary, and Lionel Hutz comes out and he's like, "Oh, okay, come come this way, Mr. Simpson," um, and then yeah. Harvard, they, they, Yale, MIT, Oxford, the Sor- Sorbonne, I can't ever pronounce that correctly, in the Louvre. Anyway, so th- the point of this scene is that uh, they are looking for a big cash settlement. Yeah. And uh, Hutz puts forward a million dollars, even though he's going to take 50%. That's still pretty good. And he's also going to give him a faux pearl necklace uh, uh, worth $99. I don't think so. But <laughs> uh, at any rate, uh, so they, they agree on the... Notion of a million-dollar lawsuit. Yeah, and so they're going to have to, in order to uh, process or to pursue this, they are going to have to get the opinion of a different doctor. And so here we get a big, big uh, intro- quote unquote real doctor's opinion. Uh huh. And so they walk in, and we get introduced here to Doctor Nick. Yes, who is one of my favorite recurring characters yeah he is so fucking funny um and i read that hank azaria who voices dr nick based it on a bad ricky ricardo impersonation which oh a (laughs) hundred percent tracks (laughs) (laughs) um but uh dr nick actually walks in without his famous phrase without his famous yeah he didn't say hey everybody yeah he walked in and just said bad news yeah uh, your son is a very sick boy. Just look at the x-rays. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you see that spot here? Whiplash. He's, and po- he's pointing, uh, to a perfectly normal looking x-ray. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The dark spot he's pointing at, it looks like he's pointing at his eye. His socket. eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he's the smudge that looks like my fingerprint. That's trauma. Uh huh. Yep. So they're, uh, they're all Bart's very, very concerned. concerned about Bart this. is very concerned. Yeah, because he says, am I going to die? And Homer, way overreacting, starts yeah. weeping, wailing, yes, son. Uh, and then Marge uh, pulls him back. And so Homer, in a, in, with some very poor acting, says, oh, no, you're not, not going to die. Everything's fine. 
And then Bart says, well, I play baseball again. And Homer weeps and sobs again. No, no, And, no. and meanwhile, Marge is very skeptical of this home, yes. whole situation. So, yeah, Homer's, like, reacting to everything that Dr. Nick is saying. But Marge says uh, that Dr. Hibbert has been their physician for years, and he thought that Bart was fine. Uh-huh. So Marge is like... What is your deal, Dr. Nick? Because yes. uh, this is where we learn that Dr. Hibbert uh, graduated from Johns Hopkins Medical Johns Hopkins Medical School. Uh, so not, I missed that part. That's yeah. pretty prestigious. That, yes, that is. Yeah. <laughs> and so at any rate, um, Lionel Hutz then steps in and says, listen, look, uh, in his very uh, shyster sort of way, he says, listen, uh, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. The only person who's even close to being a doctor <laughs> is, is, this man right here. is Nick yeah. Riviera. And so uh, uh, the, the point is, out of this whole scene, is that they have a quack doctor who is now willing to say that Bart has a lot of injuries that he clearly does not have. Right. And With so, a justification for asking the lawsuit for a million dollars. For a million dollars. Yep. That's right. So we then cut back to the power plant where Mr. Burns is talking to Smithers and he says, I want him fired. He's been served yeah, uh-huh. the papers. And uh, Mr. Smithers says, well, maybe we shouldn't do that. Think about the headlines. It's a pretty good <laughs> joke here. Yeah. Uh, where we get ve- three headlines from the newspapers inside Mr. Burns's mind praising him for firing an ungrateful yeah. employee. Burns fires ungrateful employee uh-huh. another smart move by burns uh-huh. and hooray for burns those are the three uh headlines that we see so and that's after this little cutaway we get back to burns a uh, shot of burns and he says what about the headlines yeah. <laughs> um but anyways uh smithers convinces him that the press might not react the same way that burns thinks they will right and we get through some more burns front-facing <laughs> shots yeah. here um we, uh, Burns essentially says, well, I'll just lay in wait and then I'll make my move. Mm-hmm. So we then cut to the Simpsons uh, in the house as they are practicing. Mr. Hutz is practicing uh, putting Bart onto the yeah, witness stand. Yeah, he's coaching Bart on how to testify and what answers to give. Yes. And uh, again, Marge is kind of like, mm, <laughs> I don't know about this. Uh, uh, Lisa says, I think this is all a charade to make him look more injured. And Marge says, Lisa has a point. I don't mind you boys doing this in the living room, but in court, doesn't he have to tell the truth? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's when Lionel Hutt says, yeah, but what is the truth? Lionel Hutt's, yeah, he delivers this like almost Rene Descartesian sort of like line offhand. It's just like, yeah, but what is truth? Yeah. (laughs) Um, in other contexts, that would be a much deeper question than Lionel Hutz intends it in this moment, which is essentially, of course, as just a shut up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there, uh, then he asks Bart if he can roll his eyes back in his head. Yeah. And <laughs> Bart does. He's like, pretending back, to be dead. Yeah. Roll back the <laughs> eyes, you know, sticking out the tongue. <laughs> yeah. And, and Lionel Hutz is very impressed by Bart's skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but then we go to court. Yeah, and something big happens here. Something something weird happens here. The judge. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like Judge Snyder. Yes, it is the he is the yellow Judge Snyder. Yellow Judge Snyder, but, but they call him Judge Moulton. Yeah. That yeah. was that was really weird. Yeah. And I, we've seen him before as Snyder already, haven't we? I think so. I'm pretty sure I that think we, we have. have. So that's kind of God strange. damn, they go to court a lot in this show. Yeah, well, <laughs> What have they done more? Gone to court or had a crisis between Marge and Homer in their marriage? That's fair. Well, and and (laughs) we've already seen Jock once this episode. I know. These poor kids. No no wonder Bart is acting out so much and so often. His his parents' relationship is really getting on on the the rocks. Yeah. Uh, we run through uh, the the uh, the court scene. The uh, I'm just going to kind of brush over this scene here because uh, it's a lot of it feels like filler to me. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, Bart so, gets put up onto the stand. Um, he uh, he is questioned by Mr. Hutz, and he tells his version of what happened, which of course is with Bart living the life of a free and easy child out skateboarding like a good little boy and then in his recollection the uh he refers to the luxury car of death yeah that is pinned by mr burns who actually has a crosshairs on the dash defenseless child at three o'clock exactly yeah so uh um yeah bart finished telling his 
ah, finishes telling his story and he uh-huh. says luckily i was not killed that day although sometimes i wish i had been mm-hmm. kind of dark yep and so we get a shot of mr hutt's uh approving of the testimony but then we see directly behind him lisa and marge disapproving of the testimony yeah and um then it's mr burns's turn to get on the stand that's right and the whole story is flipped mr burns and smithers are out in their um, vw bug yes, convertible. The, that's right and bart is uh, in this version intentionally skating towards the car and mr burns uh, in his telling of the story, of course, is full of emotion and attempts to help Bart. He even says, uh, he even uh, tells says uh, tells um, from the witness stand that Mr. Smithers says it's not important. He's Let's the one that going. wants to leave them. That's yeah. right, or leave Bart on the ground. But this, of course, does not work. Uh, none of nobody is believing what Mr. Burns is saying. The jury very clearly does not buy this, and we cut to a scene where Burns is berating his lawyers. Because uh, they're not getting him off of this charge. Yeah, he does not come out looking great. No. So he orders them to call the, the Simpsons over to his house so that he can offer them a settlement. Yeah. The settlement that he offers is... Pretty good. Pretty good. It's it's $500,000. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he says, why don't you two, speaking to Marge and Homer, why don't you two talk it over and then he and Smithers go off, and we see a classic move <laughs> where they remove the eyes out of the painting. the painting so they can watch what's going on. Homer is seems intent on not taking the offer, but Marge is laden with guilt over this business and says, I've had enough of this. Uh, this is, you know, uh, you're, I'm tired of all of the lies and the phony doctors and all this. And, of course, Homer and Smithers both hear this. And they walk out and take the $500,000 offer away from Homer Mm -hmm. and say, you're not going to get anything. Marge does say right before this happens, she says, I would would be satisfied with the payment of Bart's medical bills and And an an apology. apology. Yeah. But uh, Mr. Burns walks out and says, no, (laughs) you won't won't even get that. He's like, uh, I guess we'll just let this go to a jury. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, it's back. It is back to the jury, and we're in the courtroom. And Judge, not Snyder, um, uh, permits the blue-haired lawyer to call forward Mrs. Homer Simpson. Yep. And so Marge has to come up, and of course, you know, Marge is going to tell, tell the, the truth. truth. Yes, she is. And uh, the blue-haired lawyer uh, begins by asking if she, if the name Julius Hibbert means anything to her. She, of course, says that he's the family physician and a trusted friend. And then he asks her what she thinks about Dr. Nick. And she essentially says, oh, well, he was more concerned about wrapping Bart in bandages than actually helping him. In short, she, she ruins it. She ruins she the blows case. She's the whole a hostile thing. witness. She is. She is. Um, yeah. I, I served on a jury and we had a hostile witness. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. So they I didn't came, know that. When? Really? Uh, it was like 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was called for jury duty and the trial. It was a civil case. Yeah. So so similar to these circumstances, uh, a um, person was killed uh, when his house. Uh, it was a prefabricated home. Uh huh. Flew off of its foundations and onto the garage where he was during a tornado. Oh. And killed him. Okay. But it come to find out the house hadn't been strapped down properly. Right. So the, the that was the family was suing the construction company for the house because had they done their work correctly, yeah. this man would have lived. Oh. And or you know presumably the house wouldn't have flown into the garage where he was working on his car. Or whatever. Right. During the tornado. During the tornado. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I don't. I, so um, the construction company called. A witness, uh-huh. their lawyers called a witness who also had a house that had the same issue mm-hmm. during a storm. Uh-huh. And um, the witness kept saying that the construction companies didn't know what they were doing. And that, like, mm-hmm. the lawyer immediately cut him off and he was like, okay, you're done. <laughs> because essentially, like, what that man was doing, who was there, like, yeah. he was he was supposed to be like the counteraction to the to the actual like plaintiff uh-huh. to be like, well, 
my house didn't do that during the same tornado. So therefore right. there was something else wrong. Right. But he implicated the construction company by saying that he, it's been his experience that those companies don't know what they're doing. Oh, <laughs> so that was a similar situation. Well, we're done with you. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Marge is then asked directly by the blue haired lawyer. Would you, could you put a price on what you have suffered? And Marge says, well, we pay him $5 a week to take out the garbage. And I guess that would have been what we, we would have paid him the $5. Which is not <laughs> what she said. It burns me in her. The, no, co- the cost yeah. of this yeah. is the medical bills and apology. Exactly. But it doesn't matter. She ruins it anyway. Yeah. And we then see Homer and Lionel Hutt sitting across from Mr. Burns as he offers them a, he says, I'm going to make you a new offer. I think you'll find it's more than fair. And you see Mr. Burns write the, the, the number zero yep. on the piece of paper. Yeah. Hutt says, I think we should take it. And the implication here is that they, they have to. They have to, yeah. They, there's nothing they can do here. And then we cut to... Then we take a turn in yeah. Albuquerque. Yeah. This is a weird... It's kind of... It's like uh, a kind of non... It, it, yeah, it veers very quickly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think... We, I feel I, like there should have been a scene in between them taking that deal... Like with Margin Homer, and then we cut to the scene that yeah, is next. Yeah, yeah, something at in here too. But like, what we cut to is we go straight from the. I think we should take the zero dollars from yeah. Huts to to the Homer dining room table and Marge and the kids. Yeah, at the table, just sitting, and Homer is looking very forlorn. Yeah, thinking to himself, a million dollars. My wife cost me a million dollars. And then home, uh, Marge speaks to him and offers him food, some macaroni yeah. and cheese, and he thinks, a million dollars, you treacherous snake woman. Okay. Yeah, so it's an internal internal monologue. He's not saying this out yeah. loud. In, 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 this, in this instance, Homer actually is saying the quiet part quiet yes. and the loud part loud. Yes, so he uh, says, so, no, thank you. Then she offers him string beans, uh-huh. and he says, I don't need string beans either, you two-timing backstabbing, and then, like, trails off. Oh, better answer, yep. Yep. And so he replies again, no, thank you. And she says, celery or cream cheese? And he replies, no, thank you. And then Bart b- bops in with, hey, you know it would have been cool if we'd have gotten that million dollars? <laughs> and... uh at any rate, Homer is clearly very depressed about this money. Yeah. And he, so he says, would it be all right if I went to Moe's and had a drink? She says, sure. And he thinks to himself again, I don't know if I'll ever come back here. Homer is very concerned about this money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it was like at his fingertips and then it's literally he gets nothing. Yeah. And I even if that. he had taken Mr. Burns's offer, he would have ended up with the same. Uh, I'm sorry. The $500,000 offer, not the $0 yeah, offer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he had taken it, it would have been the same amount of money he would have gotten in court because of Lionel Hutz's fees. Yeah. So, I mean. <laughs> so, yeah, he, yeah, he goes off. And uh, Marge realizes, you know, uh, that something really is wrong. Yeah. This was also kind of a strange thing. She's like, my woman's intuition tells me something, something's wrong. And then he, he leaves, and then she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, how, like, how could she not know? Like, yeah. Like, like, do you guys talk at all? <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this, this whole, like, final act here is... It's very strange. I'm it's, not sure what's a, happening. It's a weird... <laughs> It's a weird way to handle this, I think. But then again, yeah. like I'm not a show writer, so you know, I don't you know. You know what this scene is really missing? The Winfields. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, scene is really missing the Winfields being absolute dicks to everyone involved. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So Homer is at the bar. He's oh, the- we forgot to mention something about the court case or who was in court. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jacques was at the trial. Yeah, yeah. Caitlin saw him. I didn't see him. But uh, so Jacques was in this episode twice. Yeah. But uh, we, we, we've cut to Homer. He's at Moe's. He says, he says again, y'all, like, what a hard turn this took. He says, I guess this is the glass I'm going to die in. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty freaking, like, uh, dire. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. I, I mean, I've never had the prospect of what would be more than 1 million by our current standards. Like, but I've never had millions of dollars at my fingertips and then had it taken away. I guess I, I don't have that experience to really comment on it too much, but that's an awful lot of emphasis on what at the end of the day, 
was money that he never had in the first place. <laughs> right, exactly. So, like, he's just going to go back to being normal. Yeah, like, everything's like, the same that it was. Yeah, We've, except Bart had a bump in his head and a broken toe. Y- yeah. Like, that's those are the only differences isn't to, their, it, to his existence. It's kind of funny that, like, we have arrived at this season one back to the status quo. Yeah. But... But it's, it, it's not, like... It's at the status quo, but it's not so blatantly stated. Although it yeah. is, it, it will be in just a few minutes. Here in just a moment. Yeah. Yes, don't don't worry. We're, we are go, we are going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's less of a um. It's less of just like a like big interruption, like being yeah. like, okay, we're done now, and it, it's a little more gradual return to the status quo. Yeah, it just really needed that transition scene between with Marge and Homer. Yeah, <laughs> it needed it yeah. really, really needed that between court and between dinner. Yeah, uh-huh. I agree. So Homer is there, and he is just you know drowning his sorrows. Mo is trying to make him feel better here. Um, but I, I should say something about Mo here. I think what we can say with Mo, and also I meant to say this earlier about Smithers, is that Smithers really seems to be settling more into the role that we know him mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in this episode. And I think Mo here is really settled more into the role that we know him in yeah, as the, well. Like, he's like kind of an oracle. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know, just you know, like providing some solid advice later in the series mo will describe himself as a well-wisher in that i don't wish you any particular harm (laughs) and that's yeah okay this is what we're getting out of him here uh then marge comes into mo's and all of the barflies start catcalling her yeah uh which also was a very strange moment Herman is there, mm-hmm. uh, Barney is there, and they are whistling at her. Homer uh, chides them and says, hey, hey, knock it off. It's, it's my wife. And she walks up to him and says, I need you to forgive me. And he doesn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, we've squabbled over money before, but never this much. By the way, I received some advice when I was a little kid. Uh, and whenever, and it was somebody's, somebody was getting married and it was it was like a uh, situation where like you know people who are married give advice to these you know the sage advice sort of situation mm-hmm. and like somebody was like don't fight over money just do not fight over over money and uh i think that's really good advice like watch watch your money be yeah. careful about it yeah. be smart about your money but don't fight over right. money right well uh, <laughs> I like that she says, she's like, we've never squabbled over money so much. And she goes, but this is different than the time I washed that po- that pants with $20 in the pocket. That's right. Although, hey, you know what? Guess what? That $20 would be fine if you just, even if you wash it and dry it, like, it'll hold up. You'll, yeah. You're going to be okay. Sorry, one of our friends is uh, texting me about Venus flytrap care. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. We adopted out some Venus flytrap seedlings, and she was asking about the black arms when they... When the little pods die. Oh, okay. It's fine. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Everybody at home got that? If anybody <laughs> needs Venus fly, fly trap care advice. Um, welcome to Robert and Caitlin's Venus Flytrap Care. Go to uh, YouTube.com and look it up. YouTube University. That's right. <laughs> yep. That's the best place to do it. Yep. Anyway, Homer and Marge. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. Like, I, If I sound kind of bored with the end of this episode, it's because I am bored with it. Uh, so let's just get through this, okay? Yep. Homer and Marge are at the bar. Uh and uh, he says, uh, 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 am I going to see you just as the, the dame who blew my one big chance? And he says to himself, she's been your wife for 10 years. You have three children together. It's time to be honest with her. And then he says out loud, I'm not sure I love you anymore. This uh, is wild. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, yeah, it's really gone off the rail here. Yeah. Uh and uh, he, uh, she says, I want you to look me in the eyes and find out. He says, no. She says, look at me. And he says, okay, shut her up. Start with the feet. All right. He starts sliding up. And then as he gets up to her torso, he says, oh, need refreshment. So he has a swig of beer and then looks up to her neckline. And then once he looks her in the face, we hear the angelic harp sound of him looking at Marge. Yeah, she like has her big blinky eyes, like doe eyes. <laughs> yeah. And then it'd be, it, you know what happens here. He's like, oh, who am I kidding? I love you more than ever. They hug each other. Yeah. Moe's offers a third of off of every pitcher 
Except for it's domestic beer only, one per customer. I'll still take that. And then, I mean, hey. And then um, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <sighs> Whoa, we. Um, okay, so I am happy about the introduction of Lionel Hutz. Yes. I'm happy about the introduction of Dr. Nick. Yes. Uh, I, I I did appreciate uh, and enjoy seeing Smithers and more of the Smithers role, not mm-hmm. nearly as maniacal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like the Smithers who has a conscience um, because right. that's the kind of foil that we need to Mister yes, Burns, right? Absolutely. But uh, as an episode, let's hear let's hear your thoughts. Um, not a not a lot of like. I don't want to say redeeming qualities, but it's not great. <laughs> no, it's really not. It, it, uh, it's, uh, it's, it stays true to the Simpsons tropes of things getting bungled up uh-huh. normally because Homer gets involved. Yeah. And, uh, and that is... Like I would, I would kind of put this in the same category as Call of the Simpsons, a bit, because there's, you, there's really like, there's like. <sighs> do you think that having that transition scene from the courtroom with Homer and Marge, then and then going into the dinner scene would have helped? No, I don't think so. Oh, really? I do. You do? Okay. I do think so. I think I would have at least cared a little more if I had seen. Marge perhaps be a little more obstinate in in doing the right thing. Yeah, so to me it seems like now I like I understand I understand Homer's frustrations with her. Uh-huh. But it seemed to go like from 0 to 1000 million in like the span of a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. We- and and like it didn't build at all. So I think that that was part of the problem. So yeah, you're right. Having that scene would have helped, but would it have made this episode on par with like, no, the answer is no. I already know what you're going to say, but yeah, yeah, the answer, the answer is no, no. Is, is, is this going to be as good as dancing home? Exactly. Not, not even close. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry to say that I did not really care for this episode. I guess there's a reason that I didn't remember it when, yeah, it was, it was, there was a couple of like chuckles, and, yeah. but that involved Lionel Hutz and Dr. Nick. Those were like uh-huh. the two highlights of the episode, whereas everything else was just kind of like, meh. Yeah, I agree. So, well, that's, that's okay. We are, we are, we are moving. I, I, I feel the roller coaster of the of this second season as like some things hit and some things really don't. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would say overall the second season so far we're we're 10 episodes in. Yeah. Not quite. Uh, definitely. Halfway. Definitely. The bar has been raised from season one, even with these episodes that are not as good. The, yeah. The, the bar has been raised in terms of character dialogue uh, in animation for sure. Oh, for sure. In animation. Uh, and then like in, in character development, and, uh, and the incorporation of people from around Springfield into the storylines. I know you love that. I do. I, I really do. That. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Big fan. But but that shows you like we're getting to, we're getting character development of these of like Lionel Hutz and Doctor Nick and uh-huh. Doctor Hibbert uh-huh. right now. Um, so like they're going to be major players later on. Yeah, very strong featured characters. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. like like that's good. I like that. But the 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 premise of this, and maybe I don't want to watch that movie with Jack Lemmon and Walter. <laughs> <Matthew>. <laughs> because uh, well, she's lying. She doesn't want to watch it. I do want to watch it, but you know, I'm not. Yeah, I. You know, I. I here is here is the thing: is that uh, we were uh, earlier before we before we started watching this episode, going through, we were talking again about the. You know what are the what are the first one two punches that you get? It looks like there might be a couple in season three that yeah. are, that are coming up here very strong. Um, but hey, that's okay. Our goal here is to look is to watch all yeah. of them. So I uh, went through. Uh, we have a little calendar that I write down like which episodes are releasing which week, uh-huh. and I went through the rest of the year. And it looks like if we do continue to produce one episode.
episode every week mm-hmm. or one main episode every week yeah uh we will end the year with the season three finale and pick up season four at the beginning of 2023 that's very exciting it is that's very exciting it is. i'm looking forward to that so um that is uh the goal right yes but yeah. of course before we get there we've got to get through next week which yes. will be one fish two fish blowfish bluefish yeah this is an episode that i in uh, in terms of the general plot remember very well although i could not tell you the last time that i actually watched it. i've never seen this one i, I, I know the jokes from it but i have uh-huh. never seen so that's really exciting uh hey make sure that you are following us by hitting that subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on at present and do us a favor if you would make sure you leave us a rating the highest rating uh, <laughs> on the platform and if you have a simpsons fan and you're alive who does not know about the podcast make sure you drop our name to them you can also follow us on our social media that's escalator to nowhere pod on instagram and on facebook i have created Created a new Facebook group. Yes. It is called the Escalator to Nowhere Facebook group. Um, the page, which is again Escalator to Nowhere Pod, has been a good place for us to drop things like links to new episodes and that kind of stuff. But it's really not a good place. It's for, not an interactive uh, situation. It is definitely not. So we thought we would have more fun where we could do things like share Simpsons memes from various groups and also interact more uh, with those uh, with everybody who has uh, ideas and comments and all that sort of thing through the group. So make sure that you're following both the page and the group on Facebook. Also, make sure that you are following us on Twitter. That's esk to nowhere pod And you can also send us an email. We'd love to hear from you at EscalatorToNowherePod at gmail.com. I also have something very exciting to say. Oh, what? We have hit over 1,000 oh, downloads. yeah. Thanks for listening and Thank downloading, so everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, and make sure, again, that you hit that subscribe button so that we can join you again next week for One Fish, Two Fish, Blow Fish, Blue, Blue fish. fish. And until then, I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. And I am a seasoned Simpsons fan. And I'm learning. And we are looking forward to continuing this journey with you. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Smell you later. Bye. Bye.